Alright, welcome back to the Carol Danvers Show. We are hosts. I'm Louis Patzner. Gloria Wang. And uh, today we are talking about uh, Ms. Marvel number four from April of uh, 1977. It says 76, copyright, but it's 77, I'm pretty sure, right? That this is coming out. Sometimes it's weird that way. Uh, <laughs> you know more than I do. <laughs> so we are actually reading this out of uh, Ms. Marvel Epic Collection number one, which just came out last week. Woo! I so, went down to the local comic book shop, Dr. Comics and Mr. Games. And, definitely shop local. <laughs> and I, I use my discount code because um, they're all my best friends down there. And uh, picked up a new edition of this. So this has not been in print for a really long time. Or you can get the Marvel Masterworks edition, but it's uh, quite expensive. So this is like a really big deal, I think, for uh, Carol Danvers fans. Yeah, they're anticipating the movie coming out, so... Exactly, yeah. And I, I Volume 2 is coming out pretty soon. Okay, before we get into issue number 4, though, let's just do a quick recap of number 3. Um... It ended with Ms. Marvel. Uh, she was battling the Doomsday Man, which is like a big robot. They were out in space, and then they they uh, fell back to Earth, and they were in the cave where she got hit with the psychic magnetron explosion. And she realized that um, in her Ms. Marvel persona, because the first three issues of Ms. Marvel... There's, they're very distinct, and they don't know about the other person. There's Carol Danvers, and then she gets these headaches and turns into Ms. Marvel. And Ms. Marvel doesn't know she's Carol Danvers and vice versa. But at the end of this last comic, uh, she, as Ms. Marvel, realizes that she is actually also Carol Danvers and that she has this dual identity. Yeah. And she starts remembering um, a little bit of her past and how she kind of came about right yeah exactly well she she i think it's just a huge deal that she the two identities know about each other right right exactly whereas yeah because i was i think we talked about this we were you know like how long is is this gonna last (laughs) you know how long are they gonna stretch this out for (laughs) yeah exactly in the storyline you know where she has has no idea who she is thankfully not too long yeah so So, now we're in uh, issue four you got a cover with um let's see corman the destructor is on the cover he's opening some box uh, and, and there's a caption of uh ms marvel going no destructor if you unleash the power within that box the world dies screaming Kind of like a Pandora's box type yeah. scenario. Yeah. Is this the Psyche Magnetron in the back here? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. This is the final hour. This one also says the female fights back on the cover, on the top. But I think that's the last time we see that. I think so. I could be wrong. America's newest superheroine sensation. Um, all right, so this issue, number four... Written by, uh, it says, author Chris Claremont, Jim Mooney and Joe Sinat artists, I Watanabe letterer, Jan Cohen colorist, and Archie, Archie Goodwin, Goodwin editor. And 
in this page, there's an it says ambush. Death is the doomsday man, and you see uh, Ms. Marvel getting hit by uh, the by doomsday the doomsday man. man. Yeah, and he's shooting this giant blast at her. Yeah, his arm is some kind of cannon. It's like a, a Gatling cannon or something. And uh, she goes, Arg! And he says, Target confirmed. Main program directive. Inoperative. Will initiate secondary directive to engage entity target Ms. Marvel and destroy her. That's how I imagine his voice goes. <laughs> it's fantastic. Okay. That's the splash page. Then, um, yeah, we get a little bit of a recap, she, she had forgotten about the Doomsday Man because she was so caught up in uh, realizing that she was also Carol Danvers. And she's also wondering why her seventh sense didn't warn her about the attack. But she says, can't worry about that now. He's firing again. And she gets blasted again. Two direct hits and both of them hurt. I'd assumed I was invulnerable. Remember, she got blasted by a couple tachyon blasts. And yeah. she still won that battle. That's true. You know, so this doomsday man, you know. Uh, and that's, that's what she says right there. Yeah, it, it's not every woman who survives tachyon blasts and a 300-mile fall into Earth's atmosphere. Yeah, to me that's more impressive because I don't know what tachyon blasts are, except for they're probably really strong. But uh, going through the Earth's atmosphere, I know in real life Yeah, most things stressful. burn up. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, most things don't make it. I mean, me... Yeah. Giant meteors make it. Yeah, exactly. You know, but satellites, they burn up. Yeah. We lose them once they fall out of the atmosphere. And so she says, now I'm not so sure, which means I'd better not let him hit me like that again. And if, so she just picks up this giant, you know, what is rock pill. It's like one of those stalag- yeah. stalagmites from the Kind of, yeah, there's all the these cave. rock columns in this cave. And she just rips one off and, and throws it at him. Take the fight to him, she says. Quit running. Second thought, maybe <laughs> running wasn't such a bad idea as the Doomsday Man just kind of zaps it and breaks it without it even hitting him. Yeah, basically, um, he's the ultimate weapon. Even the Silver Surfer's power cosmic couldn't stop him. So she's wondering like if she has a chance. Then we get kind of a recap here of the last issue where they're battling in space. And then she finds out, because the, the cave reminds her of um, when she was hanging out with Marvel, the uh, original Captain Marvel. She goes, I'm not just Ms. Marvel, I'm Carol Danvers as well. After all these months of searching and ag- agony, I know who I am. That's the recap from last week. Last month. The last, last month's issue. Ugh, man, the attention span of nowadays would not be able to wait for these. <laughs> <laughs> they, they still do comments, you gotta wait. I'm, I'm waiting for um, the end of the Shatterstar limited series. Yeah, but how much entertainment do you have to kind of uh, distract you in the meantime? I mean, back in the... Well, I got West... a lot of comics to read, and a lot of Star Trek to watch. Yeah, I mean, in the 70s, I feel like... Both television and print wasn't so easily accessible. No, there were not that many channels. Yeah. Um, people, fans, listeners, I'm on the last episode of Star Trek Next Generation. Are you happy <laughs> for me? Are you jealous? Uh, okay, anyway. For all my Kree-born strength, I'm just a gnat attacking an elephant. The elephant guinea matter 
every second. My only advantages are my speed and my agility. But even I can't keep this pace up forever. So really, her strategy right now is just dodge, dodge, yeah. dodge. Yeah. Then we see um, the Destructor, Corman. He's hiding behind one of these stone columns. And uh, he he's feeling pretty weak from the battle. Um, and of course, he's still planning to destroy her, which is kind of, you know, stupid considering the Doomsday Man is there. You know, he says, Ms. Marvel, finding some monstrous robot could kick, kill her easily from here, but feels so weak, power almost gone. Which, I mean, really, what is he going to do? Destroy her, who is the, you know, the only being able to defeat possibly the Doomsday Man that he knows of. You know, is he going to figure out how to get her powers in, like, the 30 seconds where that the Doomsday Man is going to take to just completely kill him? I... Idiots. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, short-sighted idiots. Yeah. Anyway, all thanks to AIM, those ungrateful curs using the psycho conditioner I designed for them tried to turn me into one of their slaves. But they underestimated me. I managed to escape, and once I found the Kree weapons my senses tell me are hidden here, then they'll both pay for what's been done to me. AIM and Ms. Marvel. Again, yeah. short-sighted guy, you know, what... Anyway... Yeah. Then um, we uh, we see the people at the uh, Cape Kennedy uh, Space Center. And they've been tracking uh, Ms. Marvel and the uh, Doomsday Man. They don't know what they are, but they're, they say, um, you know, we don't know what they are, only that one attacked the other in deep space and seemingly shot it down. I guess that would be Ms. Marvel shooting down the, uh, the Doomsday Man. Then we see these guys uh, that we met in the last issue, um, Salia, and what's her bo- her boyfriend's name? Mm. Was it David or something? Salia's boyfriend, and uh, we, uh, oh, his name is Adamson, Major Adamson, and Salia Petri. Uh, they get ordered to check out where uh, the bogeys landed. And... They know that Carol Danvers has disappeared and that she is missing. So they yeah. don't know that Carol Danvers is Miss Marvel. No. And that so they they said we're they're already looking for uh, Carol Danvers and he goes um there's a lot of radiation uh and you guys are the only ones qualified to uh take care of it and they basically um they don't like it but they they follow their orders, and uh, they go out to investigate uh, the two uh, downed UFOs. Or whatever objects they... Yeah, know. bogeys is what they call them. Yeah, they don't know what what's happening. Um, so then it cuts back to this battle that Ms. Marvel, Carol Danvers, is having with the Doomsday Man, and... Meanwhile, back at the source of those readings, our heroine is fighting for her life and losing. Yeah. And she thinks the robot's toying with me, firing his arm lasers a fraction of a second late. He's hurting me towards the wall, trying to box me in. Yeah. And I think he's just succeeded. Wait, he's reaching for me instead of using his lasers or the phototonic nullifier. That gives me a chance to use my speed, perhaps turn his huge bulk against him. Did it. 
Trouble is, he won't be caught like that again. His computer brain will see to that. But yeah, like, she runs in between his legs. Is yeah, that what happens? That's what happening here? Yeah, and she dodges him. But since this, you know, the Doomsday Man is so super fast, you know, he he's, never makes a mistake. Yeah, he's twice. formidable. He's formidable. Very intelligent. But if I can get him to follow me through the wreckage of Colonel Yonrog's Psyche Magnetron. Psyche Magnetron. Psyche Magnetron. I think I've got a way to scramble those invulnerable mnemonic circuits. Maybe even the odds a little. Here, even the odds a little. Here he comes. And over he goes. That's the spirit, big fella. And I hope you break something on the way down. So she sends him careening down. She trips him. She takes a, a part of the broken Psyche Magnetron and trips him. And uh, that doesn't really do the trick. Uh, he's recovering faster than uh, she expected. And he hits her again with a big blast from his arm cannon. Oh, so much for that idea. Face it, Carol. There's no way you're going to beat that thing by brute force alone. Carol! That's right, I'm Carol Danvers, as well as Ms. Marvel. It's funny, but in the heat of the battle, I'd almost forgotten. And Carol Danvers was the NASA security chief assigned to watch out Dr. Cronton's Project Doomsday Man. So she's kind of got yeah. now the combined powers of Ms. Marvel and her identity as Carol Danvers. Yeah. Memories again. Then we see, uh, yeah, we see a flashback of her and talking to Dr. Cronton and... Um, the Doomsday Man is in the foreground, but he's, you know, I assume he's a inoperable at this point yeah. state right now. Yeah, yeah. A few days after the robot had completed its final yeah. testing, and then and she's talking to him, and she's she says, "I've been going through your reports, the ones uh, kept hidden from the Senate committee. In your own words, Doctor, the robot's too powerful, too unstable." And then he's like, there's no need to worry, my dear. The command systems cannot possibly malfunction. She says, <laughs> famous last words, <laughs> Doctor, you designed too well. That thing's invulnerable. If it went berserk, berserk, there's berserk. Berserk. there isn't a force on this planet with the power to stop it. And he's like, you're no scientist, Danvers. They'll never listen. <laughs> Which, you uh, know. Yeah, I think that's how Dr. Crompton sounds. <laughs> I mean, ugh, just that male ego, you know? <laughs> I've got the reports. They'll have to listen, she says. And they'll stop you. Cold. But before the reports could be made public, however, the robot had gone berserk. And the newspapers had reported him destroyed to the Silver Surfer. Yeah. So this is another comic, which I haven't read, but you've read. You know who Silver you know. Surfer is, right? Yeah. Okay. He rides on a surfboard in silver. Yeah. Uh, I figured as much. Or he's from another planet. Um, yeah. Um, I wonder if she put this in her book. The whole thing with the Doomsday Man. Because um, Carol Danvers left being the... Um, she was the youngest security chief in NASA history at Cape Kennedy. And then she left after all this went down with uh, Captain Marvel. Um, at, uh, after Captain Marvel 18. And she wrote a book about what happened. Uh, and it made her a lot of money, and now she has a penthouse in Manhattan, a penthouse right. apartment. Um, so, so she's doing she ended, well. That's also how she ended up being a writer yeah. for the Bugle. Yeah, she's editor of Woman editor. Magazine, which yeah. is a subsidiary of uh, Daily Bugle, run by J. Jonah Jameson. 
so you would think that this would be in the book, right? Because she. <laughs> well, anyway, if that deal. was, I can see how she made a lot of money, right? Because it's like this huge right. scandal, right? But I feel like this could be, you know, I mean, right now, her, you know, her, she has Carol Danvers's memories, which. Fighting the Doomsday Man. I mean, that's got to... She's the one who went through all of his files. Yeah, right. So she knows him pretty intricately. Or at least Carol Danvers does. Exactly. Um, Carol Danvers had forgotten about her conversation with Dr. Cronton until today. Cronton was no fool. He knew I was right about the dangers. As I recall, he spent the next two weeks working on the robot in secret. And I'll bet he was installing some sort of fail-safe control. Bum, bum, bum. All I have to do now is find it. I'm playing a real long shot this time with nothing to back me up but a hunch. It's my only chance, though, and I have only a few seconds before the big, ugly censors stop me. So I'll give the doctor, you know, a little bit of credit on his male ego. If, you know, I mean, he said that, but if he spent the next two weeks working on a failsafe, good on him, you know? Yeah, right. Well, he didn't have to be such a dick about it. Well... Um, but hey, yeah, so he's not, he's not a... Total fool. Right, he's just mainly a fool. <laughs> so... Well, in some ways, I mean, he must be brilliant to to, to build the Doomsday Man, you know, a, a robot that's super strong and powerful. Sure, but, you know, I think it's funny, I've been reading um, a lot about just some really, you know, really, really smart scientists who are really great at their field, but are complete idiots right at you know other things right. so you know it, it just goes to show no matter how smart you are there's probably something yeah. that you're not that great at or maybe you they're much about. book smart but not street smart or maybe they're book smart and street smart but only in like one field what or was one area what was einstein sucky at arithmetic spelling yeah i can't remember something, something basic yeah well i suck at both of them so i shouldn't talk I don't suck at it. And I suck at science. (laughs) Um, Good thing you're a great cello player. (laughs) Thank you. Um, This is essential uh, as she's thinking all of this to herself. And I appreciate that all of this is done in thought bubbles and she's not talking to herself during this battle. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Sometimes that happens in comics. Um, Hey, some people think better out loud. Who knows? Yeah, right. But at least, you know, the thing about this is if she's saying this all out loud, I'm sure the doomsday man will be like, what? Yeah, I mean, I think it's consistent with her character because she's not a freaking idiot. Um, But what she says is, I have to combine my Kree skills with Carol Danvers' knowledge of the robot. Focus all my concentration. And then um, she locates a scene that wasn't marked on the design specs. That's good memory to remember the design specs that uh, fast. Right, and good thing she's accessing, you know, Carol Danvers' memory at this point. And she, yeah, and her Cree senses are, like, super honed, so she's able to see it, whereas, like, a normal human wouldn't be able to do it. You would need a a microscope, she says. Yeah, what I really like about this is, you know, so many of these superheroes, they are not, I mean, they're not human in any way, but, you know, in this, it's like, you know, it's revolutionary in a lot of ways because, you know, it's a pretty well-rounded female character that's a superhero, but she is able to be more because of her humanity and the things she experienced totally. as a human being. And that's something that was missing in the first three issues. And because of the change that happened where she finally is aware of her different personas, 
now we get to do that. I mean, now she's more well-rounded because mm-hmm. she has that ability, you know, to have both personas uh, working towards the same goal, right? Exactly. So, she says, but... Then, then she does some kind of like a frog hop on top of him. <laughs> right? And she says, things are getting very nasty up here very quickly. Hopefully I'll be long gone before anything can happen. The seam is this thing's only weak spot. And she says that out loud. And then... No, she so thinks she, that. She thinks these other things... She but, says... Oh, sorry, sorry. She says some things out loud. Hopefully... I'll be long gone before yeah. anything can happen. But she thinks the seam is the only weak spot. Yeah. It's a, okay. And then she says, Paydirt! Quantum pulled out a sensor pack and replaced it with a computerized fail-safe. Yeah, she punches a hole into the uh, the scene. Radio operated with a manual backup. No time to waste. The robot's cotton on to what I'm doing. Only Quantum knew the radio control frequency and that secret died with him. So it's the manual, manual or nothing. Hey! The fail-safe box! I dropped it! God damn it. <laughs> Can't be too easy, you know? All right. And she's like, <laughs> she gets thrown against the wall. And it makes a th- cow <laughs> sound. Yeah. So great. That's comics, uh, you know. That's you how know. it goes. It's only a few feet away. I have to get to it before, oh my lord, the pain. Graying out. What? Graying out is like um, blacking out, but, but not if you're totally. a superhero. Oh. If you're, you know, not... your mind is so resilient that you're not going to, it's not going to go black. So. I have no idea. Guess I'm not so invulnerable after all, but I survived. Rianchi, don't understand. Can't think about that. No time. Must get to that box. I can barely move. Every bone in my body feels pulverized. And here comes the robot to collect a stolen toy. Once he's got it, he can finish me off at his leisure. Wait a minute. The box is lying face up with the control button on top. Maybe I can reach it in time, but something I just... Maybe I can't reach it in time, but something I throw just might. So she throws a pebble. Kink! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little bigger than a pebble. Uh, and and this uh, uh, Doomsday Man, he basically just stops. Um, well, do we know that yet? Yes. Yeah, Timber! he just falls over. <laughs> and then uh, it says, but it says, enjoy your victory. Well, last, Miss Marvel. Right, that's... Because it isn't going to last long! Oh, yeah. Dang, this guy is just a bummer, the Destructor. Ugh. He hits her in the back with another tachyon blast. And um, and he's like, I should finish her, but I don't have enough time. And then he starts going through the uh, Psyche Magnetron, searching for weapons, and... Um, I've been through every inch of this cursed cave. All I've found is slagged, twisted wreckage. Yeah, my sensors still tell me that the power I seek is here. All I have to do is find it. Wait, there's something buried in the rubble. This could be what I'm searching for. So small. But whatever's inside this box is driving my sensor readings off the scales. So this is the box from the very beginning, the cover. Yeah, this is the box from the cover. Yeah, so this is really what this issue is like. Yeah, and so uh, Ms. Marvel is coming too. She's... My and uh, and she yells at him, For God's sake, Destructor, don't open that box! But and it's too late. too late. He opens it and he looks at the, uh, this like crystal that's inside. Light! 
blinding and holy, its blood-red glow flooding the cave like the face of the Gorgon. No man can look upon it and live. And he says, my mind, it's on fire. Never imagined there could be such agony. What have I done? Everything's red, no white. My eyes, I'm blind. I can't feel anything. Sight, hearing, smell, taste, touch, they're all gone. All gone. And she says he was too close to the magnetron's power core. It burned him out. The shock is driving him mad. And yep, so uh, Destructor turned, is screwed. He turned into a shell, the still-breathing shell that had once been a brilliant man, stumbles deeper into the cave, lacking, lashing out with his tachyon beam in a desperate attempt to pierce the celestial static that swamps his senses. An attempt doomed to failure. But he starts, so he's blasting his tachyon blast everywhere. Yeah. And, um... That is, uh, not good for the, uh, stability of the cave. Yeah, she's worried that there's going to be a cave-in. And she says that even if she rescues him, there isn't a hospital on Earth that could that could help him now. Oh, yeah, but then they also, she's, you know, intent to, she was so intent on trying to save the Destructor that she forgot all about the Power Stone. And, um, exposure to the ra- its radiation is what turned Carol Danvers into, uh... Ms. Marvel, and she's wondering what a second exposure does. And, uh, and the cave it does is explode. collapsing right now. Yeah, because her hesitation, you know, took the decision out of her hands. Yeah. And we see she's getting covered in, like, uh, rubble and... Uh, the radiation searing through my energy seals like they don't... Energy shields like they don't exist. She's coming apart inside. And I'm changing. Mm-hmm. I'm falling. And then there's explosion after yeah. explosion. And, um, and turning what was a cave, an alien storehouse, and for a time, a battleground into a tomb. And then we get epilogue number one. North Florida, a half hour later. There's a helicopter. And the guy says, there it is, the source of the radiation. The red count dropped to normal over half an hour ago. As far as the senators are concerned, this area is clean. So two guys are talking, and uh, they find that the radiation. That's is Adamson and, and Petri. Right. Solar Petri. David. Yeah. Yeah, David Adamson. True enough. So uh, Adamson says, "True enough, but something sure cut loose around here, Sal. This whole stretch of ground looks like the bottom got pulled out from underneath." And then she uh, says, "Hey, David, wasn't there a cave marked on the map?" Yeah, and I'll give you one guess what's happened to it. The only answer is an explosion. It collapsed the cave and buried the radiation source, hopefully forever. And then they find Carol Danvers. And she's hella groggy. Yeah. She's like, Doomsday Man, cave, fighting Miss Marvel. And David's like, I've got her, but what's she doing here? Wait a minute, Sal, she's mumbling something. Like the The Doomsday Doomsday Man? Man? But I thought he was destroyed. Everyone did. I guess everyone was wrong. We better get Carol to the Space Center Hospital and then get a security team up here to handle the robot. So they, they basically airlift her out of there. Epilogue 2. Three. New York City, three days later. We see Carol. She's running. Uh, she's walking out of a cab going to uh, the Daily Bugle front door. And she's thinking to herself. Whole day spent convincing them... The medicos, I was healthy. Another day convincing security that Carol Davis had nothing to do with the robot's disappearance. You know, does this mean that 
Carol Danvers doesn't know about Ms. Marvel. Only Ms. Marvel knows about Carol no, Danvers. No, they, they both know about each other. Okay. Um, and she says she's talking about getting the Skylab story, which is the whole reason why she went down to Florida in the first place for Women Magazine, because right. Sal- Salia Petri is like the first female astronaut or something like that. Right. And so um, she says, I leave New York with the mystery, my blackouts and nightmares, and I return a super person. Ah, so she, she, she knows. knows. Yeah. Um, and she says, I think I like the mystery better. Then she uh, she's going into her office, she's and they say she got a call waiting, and she takes the call, and it's Michael Barnett. Her and he goes, remember me? Your friendly neighborhood shrink. Uh, where have you been? I've been calling for days. And she says she's out of town on business, and um, he wants to talk to her about Ms. Ms. Marvel. She's he like, goes, I know all about Ms. Marvel, Carol. I want to talk to you. About it soon. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, yeah Michael. Yeah, sure thing. You know, lady, got a feeling your troubles are just beginning, she says to herself. Next issue, Ms. Marvel battles the awesome power of the vision in a race against time with 20 million lives hanging in the balance. The Bridge of No Return. All right. Cool. Yeah. Ms. Marvel number four. Thoughts? Yeah, just, you know, it's great that she knows about both of her identities and i think she is stronger in both capacities yeah. for that even though as carol danvers she's like i kind of wish uh, to know about this but i'm a little curious well she we shouldn't have to deal with it it's like a it's a huge burden right well and the fact that michael barnett you know knows about it yeah you know cuz i mean so if she knew about her own identity and she tried to convince you know the people at Skylab that she had nothing to do with the robot she's obviously trying to hide that identity but now she discovers that you know her psychiatrist friend her hypnotist friend knows about it and she's like ugh you know it's not the way she wanted it to go you know right well and you know maybe it'll be okay well, Maybe they'll get together. Ugh. <laughs> I guess if she wants to. <laughs> but is he good enough for her? I mean, she's quite a woman. Well, she he did keep this knowledge from her, right? Right. But maybe he's calling to uh, to tell her about it. I mean, he, well, he I did say, I mean, he is telling her that he knows about Ms. Marvel. Maybe he, does yeah, he know that think... she doesn't know? Well, I don't think that, because the last time he saw her, she turned into Ms. Marvel in his arms and flew away. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, he hasn't had a chance to talk to her about it because right when he found out, she flew away and started, you know, battling the the stupid destructor, you know. Uh, I'm curious what's good, where he's going, you know, because he's in the destructor. Yeah, because he's in this cave and he's turning he, he, into he the escaped, shell of a... He escaped, I think. We don't know what happened to him. Yeah, he's I just mean, He's first... mad, though. He's been driven mad. He's blind. And he's he still has his... He's blasts everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a funny outfit on him with the super helmet. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and he's... Well, he's not only pissed at her now, She, he's pissed at the AIM people. Yeah. So, who knows what, you know, what he's going to be up to but it looks like you know according to the 
you know, the little tiny splurge about the next issue. She's battling vision. Yeah. This this so, next um this next issue is um kind of a new arc, I would say. Yeah. You know, we're still gonna be dealing with aim. Um but uh this whole deal with uh Doomsday Man and Destructor and her figuring out who she is. That's kind of a, over. Yeah. We and, um, we yeah. might not see the Destructor and what happens. I don't know if we see the Destructor, or at least not for a while. Um, okay, yeah. So I thought it was a good issue. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it more now. Uh, not that yeah. I wasn't enjoying, didn't enjoy the first couple issues, but I, I think mean, it's thank God for that failsafe, right? The, the yeah, doctor... it's a good thing that she, like, went and talked to the doctor. Yeah, and that he actually listened to her, even if in the moment he was, you know, putting her her down. But at the very least, You're right. you know, he, he did something about it. He he had enough reason to to listen to to her voice of reason. Yeah. Okay. Um anything else we should talk about on this episode? Uh I guess not. Yeah, now that we're looking through um you know this collection. We don't have the uh, the editors. Oh yeah, we don't have the letters. The letters. Uh, the they're not included in the epic collection. We have them on the uh, digital version, but it's that's uh, the letters become less interesting, uh, important. Yeah, and thought provoking. I would say. Yeah. Uh, although there's a good one by Mary Jo Duffy. Maybe we'll read that when we get to it. Yeah. Maybe not. She's she she's a, a comic book writer too that ends up writing for Marvel. She wrote some uh, X-Men spin-off stuff that I've read. Um, Okay, thanks a lot. See you uh, next episode.